The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Church in Raleigh, North Carolina, that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the ends of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. Andy Owens, once more joined by Leon Tucker. Leon, thanks for being here, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, glad uh, glad to get to have these conversations with you. It's really misencouraging to me, helpful. Um, so let's talk for a minute uh, because you know you're you've got sons who are um, you know middle age, and you've got grandkids who are teenagers. So you've both walked through stages of parenting yourself, and now you're watching your sons and daughters-in-law walk through different stages of parenting. Um, uh, and I'm sure you counsel people, uh, you know, in various stages. Um, but, but you know, it's different to parent a toddler mm-hmm. versus a teenager, right? Absolutely. You know, the Absolutely. needs of a yeah. two, three, four-year-old are very different than 14, 15, 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about uh, some maybe big ideas related to different stages of parenting. I think this is uh, this is a key thing because uh, being able to move through the stages of life with our kids and the maturation process, it um, it's very important to recognize there is a maturation plan that should be executed. Because what we're trying to do is we're taking, you know, totally dependent kids, and we're trying to when they're babies. Yes. And, can, and so they, yeah. they are dependent upon us. And so we're trying to teach them and move them to, um, you know, a place of responsibility and all. So when you start off that this, what I would call the primary stage is, is basically from, you know, zero to 11, you know, that's you know, train up a child in the way he should go, the kind of the basic stuff. And the, the framework is relatively tight. You know, it's like if you had a, a, a doggy park and you, you know, when the, when the dog's little, you know, you, it may be a smaller cage that you've got them in, but then as the, you know, they're older and understand you've trained them some, then, you know, the fence can get bigger and then, sure. you know, can be, they can roam because more freedom. Got, exactly. Yeah. And so for, for the kids to understand that that first stage, highly structured stage, you sure. know, you're out there. Tighter boundaries. You know, exactly. And they're out there, you know, we're out there trying to order their daily life to help them make decisions and all of that structs, uh, you know, all of that stuff is important to teach them how to think. But when they're little, you know, you're bringing out their clothes, you're laying it all out there, you're teaching them about how to eat and all of this. How to not stick their fingers in an outlet, how to not run out in the road. All all these things, teaching them how to walk. But again, as, as they get older and they're maturing, you know, then those frameworks can be expanded as trust is earned and extended. Um, all of that goes together. But the key thing is that it's the parent's responsibility to teach them in that framework the, the significant role of authority, mm-hmm. the authority of the parent, because a lot of people view God through 
the lens of the parent. And that's why it's so important to do it in a biblical way like God does it so that we can represent God in his character as we treat them in love. Exactly. So they get a healthy view of God by the way that we're out there taking care of them and serving them, especially as, as little children. And then, um, you know, all of that stuff is pretty tight. It's pretty clear, but you know, like just to give this illustration, if a child is, um, is given food to eat, you know, you don't let the child determine what food they eat. You know, as a child, they're eating the food that you give them. And then, you know, when they're little, you don't, they don't choose their clothes. You just lay out the clothes or you put the clothes on them. And so, um, you know, what TV shows they watch, all of that stuff. And then as they mature, then you're teaching them how to, to think, to be able to expand that freedom as you're helping them make good decisions. So like, for instance, as a child gets older, you know, you um, may lay out two sets of clothes and let them pick which set that they so that you're valuing their contribution, et cetera. So you can take that and walk that in any realm that you want. But what happens so often is... Just real quick, I think uh, I must have missed some training as a kid because sometimes I come downstairs and Erica's like, Honey, that doesn't match. You can't, you can't wear that together. And <laughs> yeah. so I, I apparently, my, yeah. my maturation yeah. process is still yeah. incomplete it's when it comes to picking out clothes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, but, go uh, ahead. This but, is helpful. Um, the, the thing that, that is so amazing is, um, you know, how the children tend to be the ones that are, you know, kind of shaping things. And, uh, you know, like if a child, you know, is growing up and the parent says, Hey, what do you want to eat? You, you know, mean when they're, when I, they're younger, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. smaller, you know, primary stage. When there's not a healthy, up, robust yeah. authority from mom and dad. Exactly. It, okay. and, and if you, if, you, if that is Abdication an established well, you know, in that first primary stage, it gets harder as they get older. But when they understand it, when they're younger, yeah. then you've got God working to help them understand what the biblical, you know, structure is for authority. God, parents, you know, those at school, those at work, all of that. So you're really helping them get that authority structure and you're helping them how to make good decisions to submit to that. But you're valuing them as they get older to start to expand it. So that's one thing that uh, you have to have some clarity is what you're doing. So as I'm around some, some parents where they are letting their kids call the shot and they're just young, you know, four, five, six, um, man, they're going to have a problem when the child gets to an older age, especially as they're moving into middle school, when things start to shift in exposure to things, um, it's going to be harder to have recovery. And you can, but uh, this is where I would say you want to understand what the progression should be. Highly structured, that primary stage, clear framework, strong accountability. That's what once you want to take place in those um, those early years. years, Exactly. so a couple of thoughts here. I, I remember when Eric and I were young parents, we went and heard uh, Ted Tripp mm-hmm. do a parenting conference yes. nearby, in like Apex or somewhere. Yes. And 
he 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 said something really similar just at this first five years. I think he was saying like one of your main goals as a parent is to um to help your kids understand this this idea of authority. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know if if he said it just like this, but he certainly this direction. And this is really connected to what we've been talking about in the previous two episodes. But we want them to one recognize there is authority and to learn to submit to it. But we want them to be convinced of the goodness mm-hmm. of authority, right? That this exactly. is it. This is because God is wise and right. good mm-hmm. that He's given you a mommy and a daddy who love you and who protect you and who provide for you and who have authority over you, and that you are blessed and safe mm-hmm. when you're under that loving authority. Exactly. So my favorite episode uh, maybe is the worst episode we ever did uh, technologically. Like I tried to have Chip Bugner mm-hmm. call in on the phone or something and connected this podcast yes. recording machine. And so the audio was terrible, but the content was so good. It was like the goodness of God and the atmosphere of authority, like how God's, sure. he's the ultimate authority, but he's the ultimate good and yeah. how that should shape our parenting. And, and especially the way we try to help our kids see and relate to authority when they're young. And that's that uh, again, it's in those early years where, Man, you're nurturing the children, you know, you're holding them close. The mom may have the child at her breast. I mean, it's it's that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, Paul in, uh, what is it, First, uh, First Thessalonians, Thessalonians 2, two yep. where he said, man, I've loved you like a mother. Gentle. And, uh, gentle. And that, mm-hmm. that the like word picture there mother, yeah. is a child at the breast. And yeah. he's not a woman. He's not a mother, but he's nurturing them like a mother would, showing that care and concern. So we want to do that in the earlier stage, filling up their love tank. You know, when my kids were little, I, you know, just to, just one little note, you know, I would sing them to sleep at night because man, I wanted them to know as I'm singing Christian songs that, Hey, you're safe here. Daddy's here and God is here. And then you can relax and go to sleep. And so you're 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 nurturing them that way, and I'm even really with glad the, you said that. Even I, mm, even so good. even with the the discipline, the the training where you have to hold them accountable, um, and it's so key that you take care of it because if you don't, you have what you tolerate. So if if you want them to respond on the first call, then you have to hold them accountable if they don't respond to the first call. If I say, hey, it's time for dinner, come up and they aren't there, then I've got to hold them accountable. So for so me, you're saying don't how like, would we do it? Yeah, don't, hey, don't delay right, discipline. Yeah, don't right, like, wait till the second I'm time. I'm going to count to three. Yes, yeah, exactly. Sure. So, and, and in the process, how are you doing that? So even with me, to be able to hold them accountable however we did it, sure. but also then to remind them why are we doing this, and then to pray with them afterwards to say, God, help me remember so that I can do better. Yeah. And so then as as you move from that primary stage, that's when you go into the secondary stage, which is really a supervised environment. So this is, you know, 12 through 18 years old, and just as a, as a basic guide, middle school, high school. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're coaching them, and in that, you're involving them in the process, helping them set up frameworks with regards to accountability, things like that. So you're, you're helping them, you're extending trust, the frameworks are getting wider because you're trying to train them for when they're going to be away when you're not there. 
helping them to be trained to be, more to be responsible, responsible on their own. exactly yeah. with with Giving them more our time our talent our treasure and the truth of God that's the four main you know elements of of stewardship and you're teaching them in that area how to do that so you're helping sure. them manage their money all of this stuff to help them be be helping responsible them listen to God's them. word helping yeah, them exactly to say hey what does it say about that living with balance man you you, you know you can choose anything, but you can't choose everything. And some things aren't profitable. So you're, you're, Wait, that, I felt threatened just now when yeah. you said, I, I, you mean, I actually am limited and I can't <laughs> do everything that I might want to do. And so, you yeah. know, the, the, the idea of including them in the process and helping them understand this. So like yeah. when my kids say, Hey, you know, um, you know, dad, um, and Renee's involved in all this stuff to be able to say, Hey dad, what time should I be home tonight? You know, say, hey, what time do you think you should be home? I want to hear what they have to say, you know. Um, I mean, if you were the parent, what would you do? You know, and just hear, you know, I think, you know, one, two, you know, saying, well, hey, why one or two? Well, you know, we want to do, well, you know, a lot of bad things happen, you know, after 12 o'clock. So, uh, man, I'd be healthy if it's a Saturday night, you know, you've got, uh, you know, we've got church, church family tomorrow. So, you know, got to wake up. So there's different times hear what they have to say. Let them have something, hear what their rationale is in all of it. And then the parent has to then, you know, make the judgment call, but you're helping them have, you know, forethought into the process and the accountability. So if you're not in by whatever agreed upon time is, what should be the consequence so that they help select it and you affirm it. So when you hold them accountable, then you're saying, Hey, look, you agreed to this. So we came to an agreement that if you didn't come home at the right time or whatever it was, get the project done, then they have a consequence. So whatever it may be, as our kids got into middle school and older, you know, we had fines, uh, lack they of proof. They consequences going to be. Expectations it beforehand, are clear. Exactly. Yeah. And they participated. So I remember one time when we were saying, Hey, all right, what if you, you know, our bag, you know, you know, if you run a stop sign, you pay, you get a ticket, you have to pay the fine and pay more insurance. So what if, what if you're not home at the right time? And they say, well, you know, what do we pay? $5. Oh, really? $5. That's going to really help you, you know, say, I think that's not going to do it. So, you know, to come to an appropriate time to you where you have to guide them you, to, yeah. yeah, to understand what's going on. Yeah. Do you agree? So that's where the secondary stage comes in there, but you still I just, have to I got have really concerned just now yeah. because I, my oldest is 14 <laughs> And you were talking about these times to come home and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to stay up that late. And, yeah. and I just can't fathom being able to stay up till like 11 o'clock yeah. for, to wait for a, you know, yeah. a high, older high school kid to come yeah. home from yeah. some freedom. But man, that's, yeah. so that's just a whole nother layer of, here, of this. You got to stay up later. And here's the thing for like, if Renee and I would go to bed, uh, then I would set an alarm just before they were supposed to be home so that I would be awake to see when did they come home. That's how you dealt so with that. Okay. That's how I dealt with that. So if they had to be in, and this is a as micro they, issue. They, but still. They, yeah. As they got older to say, Hey, there were times where, Hey, you know, they made uh, come home at one o'clock. So I'm not going to stay up till one o'clock. So I go to sleep, set the alarm, be there. So when they come home, is it, is it done? So, um, but the whole idea there is it's expansive as a coach to help them through all of, you know, life's efforts so that they would again, want to part with you. And then as you move into the adult stage, where does that happen? And I want to say this, because as long as the child is under your, 
you know, accountability of um, finances, all that side. That's the primary, you know, cog. When they're 18, they could step away. And if they choose to step away because they don't want to be under your authority anymore, well, then they step away from your financial, you know, partnership and all of this as well. And we can get into that, you know, but this has to do with choosing colleges, all of this stuff. There's just so much that's involved in this, but as long as the children are still under your financial commitment, then there can be frameworks that are set up for college, you know, as they're going away to school, what would we expect? Because that's real world, you know, frameworks. Because if you go to work for a company, you know, and you, you say, uh, you know, you're supposed to be in at 8.30, work till five. I don't, I don't function that well at 8.30 in the morning. You know, I, I do better at 10. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. You're going to work for us. We have a company we framework. At we yeah, we start at eight thirty and we finished at at five or when it's done. And um, you know, if not, then you can't work here. You can't be paid here. So you're setting them up in the real world, and they need to know that's what you are seeking to do is help them function as responsible adults. And that is the purpose of everything that you're doing here. And then when you, when you move into the adult stage, that's, that's now in a a supportive environment. You know, whenever they step away from the house now, you know, or, you know, get married because they may get married before, you know, uh, you, you got know, married in college, school. you said. Exactly, yeah. I was going to say. So that that the parents may still want to help out, but they started a new family unit. So that that's something that has to be worked out. But the whole idea here is just a, an advisory structure that, uh, you know, you're, you're out there trying to help them as an advisor and you help them have their personal frameworks that now they control before God. But um, it's important to recognize that because so often parents don't know where their authority should end and they tend to be more manipulative as as they get older. And if you violate the biblical guidelines and the principles, then again, the kids just again are inflamed to anger. I was going to ask about that because I, you know, I'm not there yet as a parent, Mm -hmm. but I have started to observe just interacting with people in the church and people who are struggling in relationships with older kids, even, you know, like young adult kids, kids who are in or finishing college, um, that, you know, the, I think the, the, that refusal to let go of control, to loosen the grip on the reins, um, seems to regularly kind of surface as like, they're, they're, they're pushing back because you're, you're, you're trying to control them. You're not giving them freedom Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, to be an adult. Um, Exactly. And see, again, from a biblical standpoint, hey, when they're outside of your realm as the law would allow or your financial responsibility, I mean, that's our our role is to let them go and to be a friend and an advisor in there because, hey, they still want to honor you, but understand even what that means. And the whole idea there is not to obey your parents, man. When you start a new unit and you're outside the family, man, you're accountable now before God. So you honor your parents to show respect to them, to value them, but they don't, you know, they don't control now your choices and all. And a lot of parents, they don't understand that. So they try to control and manipulate. Most of the time it's by 
financial means, you know, hey, you know, if you're not going to do it, then, hey, you're just going to miss out on some of your inheritance or whatever. I mean, I deal with this in the real world. So parents just need to understand the stages, their roles in each one of those stages. And and especially when you are... um exercising less and less authority, that's when, and so this is how Frosty talks about this, is that there's a spectrum or a scale from where the needle is moving when they're young from authority and gradually shifting more and more towards affection, right? Mm -hmm. So that when they're 22, 25, 30 years old, and you don't exercise any meaningful authority over them, uh, but if they know, man, my mom and dad love me mm-hmm. and they are wise and they yeah. walk with God. Like mm-hmm. they're going to want to come and get counsel from you. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to hear what you think about mm-hmm. a major decision. They're going to want input Absolutely. from you. There's going to be a healthy ongoing relationship. And so mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I was, as you were talking, I was trying to think through like even, you know, different <laughs> ways to kind of summarize. It's like, so when they're young, you don't want to abdicate authority. Mm-hmm. You don't ever want to abuse authority. You Absolutely. always want to be marked by love and them to be con- convinced this person loves me and is for my good and That's is right. using his authority for my good. And then you want to rightly uh, let go and lean on affection when they're as they're getting older. And I mean, your illustration of coaching, like mm-hmm. obviously that can continue on in a varying role mm-hmm. um, as they you know move further away or, or are more independent. And the thing, the, the maturation process in the culture is, you know, the kids are, you know, dependent, and then they move to the next stage of interdependency, and then they become independent. Uh-huh. But from a biblical standpoint, it's, it's different. You know, from a biblical standpoint, you know, we're independent, we're on our own, you know, but we move to a place of dependency upon Christ. And as we're mature and we're understanding how significant that is, and then you move to interdependency because we depend on the Lord, we depend on the family of faith, we need each other. That's how God works and shapes us. And so we've got to understand that the maturation process from a biblical standpoint is different than the cultural standpoint. And our we've got to train our kids based on that model, and they've got to understand it. And so that's where a lot of times it gets to be a little fuzzy, and we kind of confuse where the dependency and interdependency and independency should come. So, um, and there's so much turmoil, and this 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 adult stage, I, we're not going to get into that, but man, it can go into older age. I mean, because so often people, parents don't get it and it causes so much tension that the kids don't even want to be around them or even expose their, their kids to their grandparents because of this. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a significant issue. Well, that's one of the things even that, you know, not that I, I mean, even, uh, just I've known you for a long time because we've been, you know, connected to Providence back when you were serving on staff here and, and, you know, just hearing other people like Brian and Dave mm-hmm. give testimony of your influence in their lives. But, you know, uh, at some point in one of these episodes, we mentioned uh, the, you know, Tucker compound and yeah. the fact that I'm neighbors with uh, both you and and even closer to one of your sons and um, and seeing the affection that they have for you and Renee and the relationship you have with them now is as middle-aged men and with their kids yeah. and, and the affection that, that, uh, you know, the grandkids have towards you. It's just, it's a testimony, man, of God's grace in your life and of, uh, the fact that you have 
sought to order your relationships according to his wisdom and in reliance on his grace. And so praise mm-hmm. him. I'm thankful, uh, thankful that we get to have you uh, here joining to to just drip some of this stuff for, for me and for our listeners. So anything else you want to say, brother, about these stages and some of these ideas? I, I would say, um, I would just say that when we're learning how to live relationally, it's intended to be in the family first, and then in partnership with the family of faith, to be able to engage in the world. Like when we're learning this, just even stages of maturation, man, this applies in any arena that we function. When I was a businessman, when I was uh, you know, a pastor with staff underneath me, to follow this is what I, I did when, like with Dave, you mentioned Dave or Brian, you know, when they started off, man, the framework was pretty tight. And they're learning how to do things, you know, the with the DNA of providence. And so pretty structured. But then as as they're earning trust and we're extending it, then the framework gets gets wider. And then you move into, you know, this idea of a supportive role as I'm at another church and they're here. And uh, there's still, you know, conversations to say, hey, you know, what about this? What about that? Exactly. can go on for a lifetime and all. So it doesn't just apply with our kids. We're learning how to do it with the kids. And it's so, so important, but it gives us the model to do it in the workplace. If you have a, if you have a boss that treats you like a, like a, uh, a son that you were out there trying to develop and to inspire and to cheer on, man, those are the kind of bosses that you want to work with because they know you've got your best interest at heart. So this doesn't just apply to the family. It applies to, to life. That's good. Well, thank you, brother. Appreciate you uh, taking time to just talk about these things. And and, um, yeah, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. And to you, our listeners, grateful for you. Uh, Again, just like always, hope that this has been a help to you and an encouragement to you um, in whatever stage of of parenting you find yourself in. Um, Yeah. May the Lord Lord bless and make his face shine upon you and your family. And we'll see you on, on a future episode. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast produced by Providence Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.